It's Magnum Podcast. I'm Jason Snell, joined as always by David J. Lohr and Philip Michaels. Hi, guys. By that time, I'd been down so long, my lungs were aching for air. Dead Man's Channel? What is this, an episode about Fox News? Because <laughs> they're all very old people. Who I was going to make a Neuromancer reference. <sighs> oh. Oh, well. Ooh. Topical. Over the channel. Was <laughs> to, uh, Neuromancer published three years after this episode. It is Dead Man's Channel Season 2, Episode 2. Written by Diane Froloff, who went on to do Northern Exposure. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and some Sopranos. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, and some Sopranos. Good for her. She she and Andrew Schneider teamed up and, and worked on both. And then there's this episode. Yes, her fir- <laughs> I believe her I believe her first uh um mm-hmm. her first uh, uh televised screen adaptation play teleplay. Guys, I, I what I would say about this episode overall is that early in season two of Magnum PI I think they're still trying to figure out the tone of the show. Very much yes. so. Very <laughs> yes. Friends, there are pacing issues. There are total <laughs> issues. There's there's one thread that has no payoff. There yes, there there is a It just there, vanishes. There is a Oh part. man, well, shall shall we introduce the running segment that will be out uh, throughout this episode? Mm-hmm. Fellas, is this anything? <laughs> because I will find myself asking that uh, several times okay. during the episode. Hey, is this anything? Is this going anywhere? <laughs> is this going to have a payoff? Oh, it, it's not. It's well, it's just there. A- there is a there is an a plot in Dead Man's mm-hmm. Channel that involves um, a an archaeologist, I guess technically. Uh, in a water archaeologist, he's anthropologist. Yeah, his his boat is found missing in the. I'd like to introduce a segment called fictional Hawaiian geography. We've <laughs> reintroduced because we discussed before that they invent islands all the time that are not the actual islands that exist. Well, this is the fictional Nihoa Channel, which is cursed. Anyway, the the boat we hear from the the uh, Hawaiians that this is a cursed place. Uh, for Howleys, we use that word a lot in this episode. Um, anyway, he, his boat is found, but he's not in it. So he's missing, presumed dead. His daughter, Marion. Don't look, Marion. Don't, Don't look, look Marion. Another archaeologist's daughter named Marion hires Magnum uh, to find... To, uh, sorry, I'm starting to laugh because she hires Mag- Magnum in very <laughs> interesting circumstances. She hires Magnum to find... Uh, her father if he's alive or find out what happened to her father uh, if he's dead. She does this while Magnum is wrestling with a goat. <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to our B-plot. Yes. <laughs> There's a goat. That's the B-plot. There's a goat. And there's shenanigans and you know with a goat. And you know what I saw when I, when I said when I saw the goat? Fellas, is this anything? Is this anything? <laughs> it's I a B-plot it about a goat. intertwine. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. it, it does that plot does always make me happy. It's very stereotypical early Magnum, right? Yes. It's it's a wacky thing. Going it's on zany. It's, zany. It, 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 it it's pits, because uh, gaslighting it, is funny. Yeah, and it pits it pits Higgins against uh, Magnum, which is always good for yeah. a, a larf. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'd say for H- once Higgins Magnum has the a... high. The high ground for once. Yeah, Higgins is more of a boob here than I think that he's he's usually yes. portrayed with his insistence that let's guys, it's 
let's focus on the goat for a minute. Mm-hmm. No, just... no, Thomas. It's the unmistakable cry of the kudu buck calling to its doe. Yes. Which is one of my favorite lines. Yes, because Higgins is con- convinced that it is an animal he found on the African plains. Um, but it is Blow those fact, many years ago. An adorable child, a child's goat, child's goat acquired off camera for a child we've never met. We will never see the child, the goat, or the goat, really. I mean, and the goat no, appears occasionally. There's no real backstory either. There's no. Here is why I have no. this goat that is a no. child's pet. Nor and and now. I mean, a little foreshadowing for Phil's segment that's going to recur. Is this anything? But I'm just going to share it now. Dear listener, if you haven't watched this episode, and you're wondering to yourself, aha, how does the goat end up figuring in the solving of the case? The answer, friends, is it doesn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not involved in gone. any way. So, so not it anything. gone by 30 minutes? It's yes. not going to be anything. Like, it, it never comes back. Well, the There's plot... a scene where the goat runs around the corner of the estate, and apparently waiting there is a, a man with a truck that said, you rented the goat for a day. Yeah, yeah. Time's up. <laughs> Time's up. And, goat, and I gotta say... Uh, the, goat does, the goat plot touches the other plot, but only in that there is discussion of the A plot while the goat is around. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and and it's punctuated by the exact same sound effect multiple times. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. And is there a kudu buck around a, a somewhere? A kudu buck. Wow. It's, it's like the kudu knew? buck is, is, is a guest star now. Literally, the first line of my notes for this just says, kudu buck green. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, just because. Whatever just cause. gets you through the night, David. Yeah. The, yeah. So so uh, we, we repeatedly uh, meet a bunch of uh, uh, Native Hawaiians who are down by the docks, including a lady who I'm going to refer to probably as the um the cult lady for a while because her her job is to say it's cursed it's cursed this is one of those so across the many years of magnum pi they tried to highlight hawaiian culture to varying degrees of success yes mm-hmm. this is this is like i don't know it's like the first brady one, bunch first level ooga booga yeah yeah. yeah, this the, the tiki idol is, is going to bring you trouble. It's cursed, Howley's. Cursed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Vincent yeah. Price. So so we, we, we begin the main part of the story with Rick. Rick is uh, trying to deter Magnum from finding out what's going on because Rick is going on a boat with guys with guns. Phil, is this anything? Yeah. Is this anything? No. <laughs> no, this is the first instance of Chekhov's gun where the gun does nothing happens to the gun. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's guys with it's guns amazing. playing poker on on Rick's on Rick's boat, the King Kamehameha One. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's not enough. We don't know we don't know the poker until the very last scene. Yes, it's the last scene. Yeah. But it, har, again, har, har. that's it. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> Magnum, <laughs> boo! You've been warned. The channel is cursed. You can't go there. Boo! The the other segment I'd like to introduce now that Rick is uh, is on the scene. Um, a thing that I like to call as- ascot or cravat, because <laughs> my there wife and I, he's wearing some jaunty neckwear, and my wife and I had to pause the episode for 10 minutes to do internet research and argument mm. as to whether that's an ascot or a cravat. And? Um, I think we settled on cravat. Mm. I, I It is not a, a rouge scarf. tie. Just a no, scarf. I think it's a scarf. I think mm. it's a scarf. But How dare but, you. And, I had in that moment written down, uh, Rick is putting out real Freddie Jones uh, energy with that ascot. Okay, mm-hmm. and, I mentioned and, yeah. well, and and but then 
as the, as it turns out, the episode is basically a Scooby Doo episode. Mm. I mentioned so the fitting. tone, right? I mentioned that they struggle with tone. I will also point out that in season <laughs> two, so so you know, not the very beginning of the show, but the show really did take a couple of years to kind of get it together. In uh, this, we also see that they don't really know. Remember Rick when he started? Literally, the entire explanation of Rick was he's like Rick from Casablanca. That's it. That's it. And then they're like, uh, but what does well, he do? That, but that's stupid. So let's how does not a person do that? How does a person so do in that? Two. So so here we are, and they're still struggling with what who Rick is. And I'll I'll say uh, our episode for next week, a little foreshadowing. Our episode for next week, <laughs> Rick has come a long way, and they it, it's a much later episode. Yeah. And they're like, they yeah. I was struck watching these two episodes at how they they uh, didn't really know what to do with Rick, and then later they were like, oh, we get Larry Minetti, we know what he's good for, we know what we can do with this, and how we. But here, uh, they don't know, they don't know what what to do with Rick. No, no. And I mean, my my head watching the pilot. For, you know what? Why is this guy slicked back and doing doing a bad Bogart voice? I just figured it was PTSD. It was just his reaction yes. to coming home, and yes. and that's the only thing that's that's coherent. That's right. saw, Anything I, else is just the only thing. That I came saw in, some stuff back in the Nam, and yeah. now I've got to. The act only thing like that I'm kept him Bogart sane movie. was his his uh, Betamax yeah. copy of uh, Casablanca, and so now you're winning. He's sir. living in a fantasy world. So. The boat is Oh turned... no, he now he's watched Tokyo Joe. Oh no. no. The boat is turned over, but there there is a ceremonial <clears throat> like a short sword or something in the boat that's apparently cursed. It's the it's the curse, the curse. Mm-hmm. How so they, they go... should not have that. So they go yeah, guys, this is my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> they go uh-huh. to the local university to Which find has out a school bell. more information. Yes, a... yes. Old-timey to find out bell. more information. And what do we find in the university? Yes, there is Phil. There is apparently a bell that rings when it's time for class to start, which is not a thing that happens in universities <laughs> at all. But also, I enjoy the fact that they, what they're visiting is they're visiting an expert. Uh, it, it is a probably anthropologist again, uh, slash archaeologist, expert, expert at the university in Hawaiian culture and relics. She's apparently a, a bit of an enemy to the, the father. Um and she is a doctor, of course, uh, mm-hmm. because she's got a PhD in archaeology or anthropology. However, Magna P.I. has decided to represent her by putting her in a lab coat <laughs> like she's a pharmacist or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a, All a, doctors a, can write prescriptions, Jason. It's the law. It's amazing. So I mean, it's day- just so dumb. Like both of these we- moments. I, I mean, I was giggling about the lab coat and then the uh, the fourth period <laughs> the bell. passing bell went off and I was I lost it. I'm like, this is the most but, ridiculous college environment I have ever seen. I, I have to tell you, my favorite part of the scene is basically we're arguing about peer reviewed uh, uh, studies oh, between. Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, it does. Get, it does get better because what we discover is rapidly is that there are many academic. Dis- the, it's the bitterness of academic dispute because mm-hmm. uh, we, we meet her assistant who will be very important. He says, this is the knife of Nihoa. Uh, Holly should not possess it, at which point Magnum takes it back from him, which I think is yeah, hilarious. Exactly. He's like, yoink. He, and he's Hawaiian. And he's like, nope, sorry. Nice try. I'm going to take this. Uh, it it um, does not help that he has a um, great gazoo sized head and, <laughs> and, and a very unfortunate balding pattern where it's my dude just shave yeah, it off because yeah, it is not yeah. helping your look 
Holly should not possess this. Okay, okay, uh, Brainiac. It's yeah, uh-huh. all, it's all so, yours. So uh, the 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 guy is missing. His mm-hmm. daughter is there with Magnum, and yet the professor says right in front of her. You know, oh, he and his many so-called discoveries just ripping him right in front. Oh, well, there was a dispute and all that. Tell him. And then another favorite moment in this scene, which is amazing, is, oh, tell him about the Kulturkreis. Little German, <laughs> little German throw it in there. Oh, it's culture circles. It's a theory. Let me use my new book, she says, to explain it to you. At which point she brings out like a piece of paper, which is not her new book. Or is it in her new book? I don't understand any of this. <laughs> anyway, there's a big fight about a hat, but it doesn't matter because the bell has rung and she's got to go. She's got to go. She's got to get to homeroom. It is so No one would believe. Oh, my God. No one would believe the USS Enterprise was moving through space if it didn't make sound. Uh, you had to have the sound. You got to have the sound of the bell. Uh, you That's know. Right. Anyway, so what we learned in the scene <laughs> is there's a professor who dis- who is at odds with the the missing man. Uh, this is a uh, uh, Howley shouldn't possess the the. Uh, the, the the sword or dagger or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of a little too long to be a dagger. I guess I'd say it's a short sword. doesn't really matter. Yep. And and also it's time to get to class ring. Uh, get your books out of your lockers, college students, fellow Hello, kids. Fellow kids. <laughs> and so that's that's the setup for uh, part one of Publisher Parish, a Quinn uh, Martin production. I mean, it really is like, that's wow. That's an episode of Columbo, Acadi- actually. Yes. Academia, it's so... So yes. anyway, so uh, also I I yes, have one thing to just comment about the daughter um of the the missing and dead man. yes Marion uh Marion high energy actress really high energy <laughs> yeah you know she's I, I liked her but yes yes no I I I I I th- I, I thought her again. Issues with tone, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little, 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 uh, your dad's missing. Could you be a little bit more frantic? So apparently, uh, it turns out she was a stage actress from the D.C. area. She worked at a lot of theaters that I know very well out there. Uh, taught improv for years and uh, was the youngest student ever accepted to Lee Strasberg's acting oh. studio, mm. which explains a lot about that performance. Uh. Um, but but yeah, I mean, knowing that she was named Marion, my first reaction was, oh, it's the TV Karen Allen. Because mm-hmm. she does kind of have that flinty, yeah. it's just, it's not quite there. It's like, not quite there. No. Okay. So, um, but, I, but I see yeah. why they cast her. So Magnum visits a cult lady. While holding the dagger, which I think is very interesting, right? Because Howleys are not supposed mm. to to uh, possess right. it. She doesn't want to talk to him, but he's being stalked apparently by Professor Labcoat's Hawaiian assistant. <laughs> Watch out! Uh, we get a little visit with Mac. Uh, Mac is eating ice cream, and Magnum says, "Hey, Mac, you got them fancy computers? Can you use them to tell me every boat that's ever sunk in the cursed channel?" And Mac was like, no, Magnum, I, first off, computers don't work that way. And second, you're a jerk and I'm not going to work for you. And Magnum says, how about I tell your boss that you're a fatty who's eating too much ice cream? At which point, cut cut to voiceover, Mac got me the information I needed. And Mac Mac immediately goes, can I Google that for you? Yeah, Mac Mac invented Wikipedia. (laughs) Hey, Phil. Yeah. Is this anything? 
Not really, no. no. <laughs> kind no. of, it moves the plot forward, so that's something. Yeah, but that's the whole something. thing, like, like I saw that Mac was in this episode, and I'm like, oh, Jeff McKay, what's he going to be up to? And the answer is... Uh, eating I, ice cream. Eating ice cream <laughs> as the plot, <laughs> and slightly advancing the plot. And, and, and listeners, not just like, not just an ice cream cone. Or a little cup of ice cream. Oh, no, he's no, got, no. He's got a popcorn bucket of ice cream. Yeah, he's he's, he's got the whole the whole bucket, and he's just going to eat it all right out of the bucket. That's true. And apparently, well, it's 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 sadness ice cream because his lady friend <laughs> broke up with him. Yes, that's true. That's true. That yeah, that, he, that that I I did like that little bit. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He he invented the uh, you know sitting there and eating out of the carton and finishing the whole carton. Yeah, which is it looks bigger than a no, pint. He's eating his say. feelings, and 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 I'm okay with that. I get it. Poor Mac. Yeah, no, I don't no. like that his friend Magnum <laughs> threatens to get him in trouble with his boss for failing the physical. Yeah, mm. exactly. But uh, anyway, it's not much of anything. Higgins, meanwhile, cut to Higgins is very disturbed, and you're thinking, oh, <laughs> is this related to archaeology or anthropology in some way? No, he is convinced <laughs> that there is a goat or. A uh, an African whatever a kudu buck kudu buck a type of antelope roaming a, an antelope roaming around the grounds, <laughs> um, but Magnum does use this scene briefly to to uh, say, oh look, I got this big computer thingy from Mac listing every <laughs> vessel that's ever sunk in the channel, and. Uh, and I believe it's, is it Higgins who says, Magnum, do you realize no native vessels have ever gone down in this channel? That's right. <gasps> what? That's him. And then he goes, I knew that. Yeah. I never noticed that, yeah. but I knew that. Everything, uh, everything in this, he says, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I have lots of questions of like, you know, if there's an outrigger out there and it goes down and it, and it was 1910, is, is that in the computer? I don't think it is. <laughs> it was absolutely in the computer. The, the 1910 people went to their database and immediately their coconut yeah. keyboard and yeah. uh, it went, sure. was uploaded yeah. to the sure. cloud, which Any- was in those days literally a cloud. Anyway, cloud. Uh, Magnum gas- totally gaslights Higgins and again, and, and mm-hmm. uh, Higgins is convinced that he's seeing things. But then just as Higgins leaves, and- the goat appears and Magnum chases him around the corner to where, as Phil pointed out, he, the, the goat handler is waiting to take him away. <laughs> No, if, if you watch carefully, and I'll give Selleck a lot of credit, he manhandles that goat both times mm-hmm. we see him. Like he like he picks him up right in that first scene and runs off. But in this one, he runs and while he's running, grabs the goat mid you know around its torso and carries it upside down around the back of the wow. the mansion. And it's like, good lord, man! Yeah, way to that analyze the torso, David. Yeah, good job. Analyze the isolate torso. torso. Um, the Magnum brings some dra- diving gear to the docks. Of course, he just walks right past the uh, the Hawaiians, including the cult lady who threatens him, saying, you can't go out there. It's oh, cursed. Well, cursed. Okay, this cursed is, channel. Have this we, is have we my, mentioned it's cursed? Oh, this is one and, of my a, and there's a dead man out there. It's things. a dead man's channel. This is one of my favorite stupid hmm. things in the episode because he pulls up and you know she's right in the way. Yeah. So he stops and she walks around and goes, I see you have diving equipment. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, you know, they, they have a little moment. And then he's like, I'm done with this conversation and floors it 50 feet. Yes. And parks by the boat. It's and like, then parks by the boat. Mm, okay. Um, and then, very exciting moment. Uh, somebody uh, is coming up from behind him and they shout, Magnum, watch out, Magnum, watch out. But Magnum, I guess, doesn't watch out. It's Keone, Punk. the assistant from before. He 
hits over hits Magnum over the head. He's wearing a mask, an yes. extra large mask, one assumes. With a, he hits Magnum <laughs> over the head with a club, and Magnum falls in the water, um, and and they have to jump in and save Magnum from drowning, uh, while unexpectedly peppy music plays. <laughs> yeah. Just having yeah, a good very, time. Very, very, it's very, all yeah, fun. Mike post. He might. He's got a concussion and might drown. But you know, boop, 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 it's fun. Um, anyway, so Magnum uh, Magnum reveals that it's just a goat named Horus, and uh, makes a deal for a share of the treasure that very clearly the professor found out in the uh, in the channel. There's because, the thought that it's a Spanish galleon. Yes, yeah, so a sunken passive. Spanish galleon. This is a whole thing where it's like the two professors were debating whether the Spanish might have undocumented come to Hawaii in the past. Mm-hmm. And there's like this influence the Hawaiians with their conquistador gear, where the Hawaiians were all say, let's like let's that hat. That. Again, an argument about a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying a, a very bitter academic argument about a hat that is a mm-hmm. core part of this plot. And I do like the fact that Magnum uh, tries to negotiate away his rights to the tennis court, which it's pointed out he does doesn't not have. have. No. Yeah, he that's that's tennis court. Nice little bit. Yeah, that's there. a good that's a that's a good <laughs> bit. I actually also like the the moment that the um, that when he talks to the professor about this, she's like, oh, "That would be just like him." Um, suppressing something that supports my theory. So again, bitter, bitter academic things, but she says, Oh, Oh, Keone tried to bop you over the head and kill you. Well, maybe he's just in a cult or something, or maybe he has a map to the, the secret <laughs> oh. treasure or something like that. Oh, okay. I, oh, we, sure. I do we, like the fact when, when uh, Magnum confronts her about this, she's like removing Keone's photo from the wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you're dead now. So no photo for you. Tempted murder. Oh, yeah. We skipped right over one of my favorite moments, just a little acting moment. Um, so it's when when Magnum comes back and he's going to talk to Higgins, and and they and it's where he negotiates with you know, hey, would you like a share of the treasure since I don't have the tennis courts? But when he walks in, Higgins is just walking by and he's got a shotgun under his arm, and you uh-huh. have that moment of, oh no, Horace! Yeah, he's going to shoot the goat. He's just like, what what are you doing, Higgins? I'm going hunting. Mm-hmm. And of course, after that scene, we never see Horace again anyway, but it's I, just, it's just, it's a lovely piece of blocking. And I, I think Higgins totally shot that goat. Yeah. Shot the goat off camera. Had a nice, <laughs> had a nice little stew. Thomas, have you ever seen old Yeller? I have, I have some news for you. Thomas, when I was stationed in the Basque country, I ate a most delightful stew. <laughs> it was the greatest of all time. Uh, Have you let's seen see. the yearling, Tom? So, so Magnum uh, goes out to dive in Rick's boat. He's going to cut Rick in on the treasure. Uh, Rick yes. stays. Rick stays on the boat, and Magnum goes for a dive, and we get a, an extended diving scene with very lots extended of diving scene. Mike Post music <laughs> in the background as mm-hmm. Magnum goes for a dive. He finds a plastic bottle tied into the sand. Uh, it, it, he decides at this point to take his mask off. And then put it back on and fill it with air. That Phil, is this anything? No. <laughs> no that's no. that's your homage to Lloyd Bridges and Sea Hunt. It's just taking yeah. time to show technique of diving with Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. It's actually Tom Selleck. Um, yes. 
but uh, nothing, not important. And why did they show it? Uh, fill in time, spent a lot of money on the diving scene, so they're going to get the most of it. I don't know. Anyway, more cameras than the goat. don't come cheap in 1980, pal. Yeah. So he finds, right. he finally finds nearby uh, that the bottle was marking a place where there is a tablet and with a picture of a guy with a big, uh, big hat on it, as mm-hmm. was foretold in the bitter academic <laughs> dispute. Uh, but when Thomas returns to the boat, he doesn't actually reveal this to Rick. He's like, "Oh no, no, oh, yeah, it's, oh, oh, the, it's going to be hard bringing out all that." All that treasure, all those doubloons, and all those, uh, <laughs> all that loot. Magnum goes back and sees Marion, who is sad about her dad because he saved all the stuff that she sent him, and she's very sad. Yes, we we should dead. point out that they were estranged. Uh, uh, yes. that she thought he never liked her, or supported her, and she tried to do all the seafaring stuff that that. that he loved but no right. and yet turns out that he they really did get along and kids talk to your parents parents talk to your kids yes this that's, is that's the you know that's the real treasure i think that we found in, in this episode it was it was inside of us all along i think this is a good thing that's in this episode but it's surrounded by such nonsense yeah. well, so. sure sure maybe there's another way to explore this thematically that this episode is not uh it's not going to do uh i have a thing in my notes here that says the pacing is glacial um mm. the the uh keone has a bunch of stuff for making bombs uh it's not great they go back out to dive marion dives she's, yes there's, she's not there, gonna there, wait. there's yeah. another boat out there yes. when they return to to retrieve the treasure there's another boat yes. obviously not keone's boat. boat he did but um <laughs> right because what happened was he was attacked it. and he never surfaced and so he must be dead which of course he's not right of course he's not dead yeah. um so marion is gonna well, dive no, they, down they cover his body no right in the next scene yeah yeah this this the the, our mystery diver it, in in true Scooby Doo Freddie Jones fashion really? turns out to be the yeah. professor. Mm. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. That's right. He's he's dead. Yeah. So how could yeah. he be out there? But it's not actually him. It's the professor. He, that sorry. Yes. He's a good good right. good ghost. He's a ghost. Oh, yes, right. We're led to believe it's Keone, but Keone Keone didn't make it. So all right. Uh, Marion dives. She's not going to wait. Magnum has to follow her. Magnum complains like she's not going to listen to me. Okay, fine. The the the, the professor is down there. She's gonna she's gonna bomb the tablet. You can hear the ticking in the water. I guess because the tablet is gonna disprove her academic theory. You can hear the ticking yes. of the bomb in the water. I really enjoy that. There's a little bit of a knife fight. Um, they end up. Uh, uh, Marion pulls on a knife her... fight that appears in the credits uh, quite frequently of Magnum PI. Yes, and now. Dramatic. I'm gonna every time I see that I'm gonna be Magnum's fighting the girl. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Late, uh, pro, lab <laughs> co- Professor Labcoat. Yeah. Um. Uh. Marion well, pulls and, and on her of... ballast cord or whatever, sending her up to the surface, <laughs> and Magnum is left uh, dealing with the uh, lovely waterproof housing, by the way, to contain a bomb. Yes. <laughs> when you put it, you know, because you need to get it in that like airtight container. So well, that's that, how you. That's how that's you. How get you the hear the ticking, ticking to echo through the ocean. The ticking exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly, and 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 I got to say, you know, you're watching the opening credits, you're watching the the guest cast, and and one of the truisms of Magnum, if Ina Boleyn is in the guest cast, she's the bad guy. Okay, she just is. She just is. Well, she is here. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, we get the line. I should have listened to my mother and become an orthodontist. Magnum says, says he's. Jason, were you thinking uh, during during that season? Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I, because. I, I sure uh, yeah. was. I think so. Swim um, fast, Thomas. 
Uh, there's a big explosion. I I thought to myself, now I guess we wait for the chum to see if Magnum is dead or not. <laughs> no, he pops up right behind them in the boat and goes, oh, hi, guys. I'm not over there. Oh, <laughs> Um, the cult lady. That was actually that was a, that was a nice bit. It was a good bit. It was a yeah. good bit. Yeah. I, I, but I was also pl- pondering, like, do we wait for the little bloody like uh, discharge to reach the surface, and we know the Magnum was blown to pieces, but that's not what happened. Just like at the end of Jaws, where you see shark bits flying <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, mm. um, cut to uh, some time has passed. The cult lady now friendly to our friend Thomas Magnum because he found that tablet. And she salutes him, mahalo, aloha, ahuiho. Um, and uh, another uh, installment of, is this anything? Hey, I bet we'll see that lady come up again in Magnum's many adventures on the, the Aloha mm-hmm. State since uh, he's befriended often, the, yeah. some of the, the Hawaiians. He's, in, everyone nope. likes him now. And so maybe uh, maybe they'll come up the next time there's a, uh, uh, a thing involving Hawaiian culture. Magnum will turn to his new friends at the no. So Marion, Marion, who, who's been getting her PhD, Marion's like, oh, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the money, and he says, I'll, I'll just send it right back. He says, tell you what, send me a copy of your doctoral thesis. Great, that'll, yeah, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> and where was she getting her thesis or her her PhD? The University of the, San Diego, the Torero. The University of San Diego. Um, a uh, of the three universities in San Diego, it's on a mountain. It's on a hilltop. Friends, if you're going to get a PhD in oceanography, go to the San Diego school that is actually on the ocean, the far superior University of California, San Diego campus. I can't argue with anything that Phil has said. Phil speaks the truth. You should listen to him. (laughs) By the way, Rick, still taking those shady characters out in his boat. Phil, is this anything? Well... It gives us a hilarious uh, end to this uh, episode as yes. Magnum uh, Magnum crouches the boat. crouches down to see what they're doing, which is playing cards. Crouching, crouching Magnum hidden poker game. Yes, <laughs> and the boat is pulling away at that point. Rick has pulled the boat away, and Magnum is trapped with his feet on the dock and his hands on the boat, and there's nothing for him to do but fall in the water. Ha ha, Magnum! Ha ha ha! The end. <laughs> you know what I? How I wish they would have ended it. They, they couldn't because first TC isn't in this episode and um, um and you know my pity. yeah you know my theory fellas it's no TC not must see ah. but um, <laughs> what I wanted to have happen is a cutaway to TC turning around and wiping his hand <laughs> yes. which has to happen anytime yes. someone goes the into the drink <laughs> yep yeah. yep whoops <laughs> like puff of oh. feathers. All, all those things yeah. that could, would, yes, it would have been much improved if TC had been there. But he's so not. if uh, if uh, the Belisario estate ever goes George Lucas on the old episode of Magnums, please do an insert where <laughs> TC is wiping his hands sure. clean. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. And and that brings us to the end of Dead Man's Channel, um, which was certainly an episode of Magnum. It's got it's weirdly paced. It's got weird tone. Uh, there's some interesting it's, things in it and some funny things in it. It, it kind of is all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's it's got curses. It's got goats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm, got cults. It's got for, guys with giant curses heads. And go- I just want to point out: you're thinking curses and goats, and you're thinking, oh, like a goat sacrifice, and the the curses and the goats are not connected in any way. No, the, the goats, goats are over here. Off camera. Curses are over there. <laughs> They're totally separate. So and, I'd like you know, to. Uh, well, I'd like uh, to introduce my final segment, oh, okay. which is. Why the hell we'd watch this? 
And so, fellas, uh, this actually, this Magnum episode has a wider connection to pop culture. I don't think I've shared this previously. I mm. think we, we teased it in our last episode, but that, that was like 28 was so years ago. ago. So long ago. So long ago. 28 years ago. Uh, so if you had, if it's been wiped from your mind, I was watching an episode of um, uh, Behind the Attraction, which is a Disney Plus original streaming series, the second season. Ah, yes. They have an episode specifically about bringing Epcot online. And uh, Tony Baxter, the great Imagineer, um, was tasked with coming up the, with the name for the, the little dragon from the Imagination Pavilion mm-hmm. who was going to become the mascot of Epcot. So he goes home that night and is watching Magnum P.I., as one does in 1981. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, the scene where... Um, Higgins screams at Magnum, don't tell me it's a figment of my imagination. Figments don't eat flowers. And mm-hmm. Tony Baxter says, say, we're going <laughs> to name that. We're going to name that little dragon Horace. No, he said, we're going to name it Figment. And that's how uh, Figment the dragon got his name. That is the, um, that is what this middling episode of Magnum P.I. has delivered to the world. <laughs> Wow, I've never been well, to uh, Walt Disney World, so I don't know anything about Figment. Uh, Figment oh. is a very cute uh, little dragon, and they've totally yeah. ruined that ride by adding Eric Idle to it. Yeah. The dream catcher oh. used to be the guy, but now he's gone, so. It's <sighs> it's just sad now. I, I, yeah. I've spent very little time um. in Florida, so. <laughs> now, At this point, that's a good thing. No, that's great for you, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to Disney World a couple of times and have ridden. I have ridden the journey into imagination with Figment. Well, now you know. Uh, Now everybody else knows the rest of the story. Dead Man's Channel is where that comes from. I hope they paid Diane Frolov some 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 cash. I'm sure they. I don't think they disclosed (laughs) it because I didn't even see this trivia in Magnum Hyphen Dash Mania, the official Official Bible of Magnum Podcast. Magnum Podcast. So if it if it alluded there. their uh, uh, detective yeah. work. Yeah, their spotlight. I, I can't believe that... Uh, Investiga- investigative work, Phil. That Tony Baxter is is cutting a check for Diana for- Diane Forlove. <laughs> sure. Anything well, and, else and, to and, say uh, about uh, A Dead Man's Channel before we wrap it up? For, uh, All dressed for up and nowhere to go. Going to A Dead Man's <laughs> Channel. Uh-huh. <sighs> for our superstitious listeners, you know, so, so Magnum is cursed. You know, it's a whole... Haoli goes in that channel, they die. And five and a half years later, there's this warehouse. Mm. Hmm? There is that bit of dialogue where Magnum says to the, the, the witchy woman, he says, hey, Navy ships go through there all the time. And she's all, just you wait. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that is, that that's, that's really right. a loose definition of curse. Like, yes. Like, 20 years from now, the admiral who steered a ship through the, the, the dead man's channel, like, grabs his chest because, oh, I'm 80 now and I'm old. Curse. And dies. And, and she and appears she and no curse. Yeah. Oh. Angry lady. Another so tr- victim of the dead man's channel. The true monster was not cult lady. It was La- Professor Labcoat. Was the yes. That's right. And, and she would have gotten away with it. If it hadn't, right, if it hadn't been for, for that, that meddling goat, meddling, meddling man in an ascot and/or cravat, and a goat, uh, a literal, well, a literal kid, right? Yes, it's a goat. Without yeah. you, kids. Oh my! All right, 
that that's it. Uh, now it's time for us to tell you what our next episode is going to be. Our next episode oh. is going oh, no. to be Kapu oh. season seven, episode oh, yeah. ten. It can't be stopped now. Kapu okay. from nineteen eighty six. Oh boy, boy. Oh boy. Oh, you're gonna want to watch it. But that's next yeah. time. But until then, yeah. I'd like oh. to say goodbye to David J. Lore and Philip Michaels. Bye, guys. Zoinks. Cursed. Academia. <laughs> <laughs>